Welcome back to the Mail Right Show, ladies and gentlemen. Today's episode is number 318. We've done this 318 times. Today, we are really super excited to have Brad Sugars with us, who is the CEO and founder of Action Coach. Um, I would uh, normally do my big rundown, but John has cut me off the last couple times. So, Brad, I'm going to right hand it over to you and... Um, and and just ask you to introduce yourself to our audience. You know, it, it's interesting. Um, I, I believe this is the second time we've done yeah. this together, guys. So, yeah. Uh, we all be married. But. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do we need to reintroduce? Yes, we should. You know, I, I'm most known as the CEO and founder of Action Coach because we're the biggest business coaching company in the world. About, uh, what are we now? Just over 1,100 offices in 83 countries, uh, teaching business, coaching business owners and C-level executives on how to do better business. So that's sort of where I get most known. That in the books, after 17 books, four bestsellers, you kind of, some of them get sold out there. You know, so I, I ran into someone the other day and said, I got all 17 of your books. And it was like, yeah, you're the one. Thanks. <laughs> 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 that's uh, that's pretty brilliant. So today we're going to – and John, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and I'll talk about what we're going to talk about. Right. Thanks, Robert. I'm the founder um, of Mailrite. We build great-looking websites on WordPress that you're not leasing. You own it. Plus, we've got a suite of tools that will get you quality leads. Back over to you, Robert. So we are lucky to be speaking to somebody who's helped hundreds, if not thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of people build businesses. That's that's something that that Brad has done in his in his current role uh, as the CEO of Action Coach. So he's agreed to talk to us today about first why marketing is so important, and then second, just to build up the anticipation a little bit, we're also going to talk about the difference between being an employee and an entrepreneur, which are both subjects that he's talked about a lot and has agreed to talk to us today. So why don't you kick us off with uh, why you feel marketing is so important, Brad? Well, let, let's start with what the definition of marketing is or my definition of marketing. I always see marketing as the profitable buying of lifetime customers. So when we use those terms and we sort of break it down, profitable meaning the amount of money we put into marketing is less than the amount of profit we make out of the sales or lifetime sales. The second part, buying customers, wrote a whole book on that one, um, now in its second release. But the point of that is if I put a thousand into advertising or marketing and I get 10 new customers, I just spend a hundred dollars to buy each one of them. You have to buy customers if you want growth. You can't just expect them to show up. You've got to do the marketing to buy the customers. Um, and whether that's your website, as Jonathan talks about all the time, that, you know, your website is buying customers, how much money you put into SEO, how much money you put into Google ads, uh, you know, all of these different aspects is buying customers. And then the lifetime aspect, you've always got to consider the lifetime value of a customer. Yes, they only make a real estate transaction every three to seven years, but the average person's forgotten the realtor that sold them the house by the time they go to sell it and they start looking elsewhere. So, you know, you've got to make sure we're on that lifetime thing. Where Jonathan and I were, I was doing a chat the other day, we're talking about what I call raise your hand marketing. And this is where a lot of people, they don't get social media marketing right. So instead of 
like they just got a new listing and they think that uh, the most important thing is to throw that listing up on their social media and let everybody take a look at these beautiful photos. No, your job is to find out who's interested. Your job is to find out who's interested in buying, who's interested in buying right now to get them to raise their hand. So what if instead of just throwing that listing up, hey, just listed a beautiful four-bedroom home in XYZ suburb, it's priced around this. If you want to see the pictures, I haven't put them up yet, but type type four-bedroom below and I'll get you the link as soon as I've got it up. And so, you know, you get 10 people put it, put their, first of all, it affects the algorithm because you've got 10 people typing their name below or typing something below that you reply to. But you're also getting the people to raise their hand that are interested. So now you can have conversations. The opening of conversations is a big part of what social media is today, you know, and, and that's where most people fail because if you look at marketing, it's about target, offer, and copy. Who's your target audience? What's your offer? And then what's the languaging and the wording and the pictures that you use to do that? What's missing in about 99% of social media posts today is the offer. There's no call to action. There's no, you know, connect with us if you want this free report. Hey, just finished my latest webinar. Like, like when this podcast is finished, guys, my team will put this podcast up, not by putting a link to the podcast. They'll put up a thing. Hey, just did this amazing podcast with Robert and Jonathan. You wouldn't believe some of the stuff we got to talk about in there about marketing and about the difference between being an employee and being an entrepreneur. Such phenomenal questions the guys asked. If you'd like a copy, DM me your email or shoot me your email or type uh, podcast below. And all of a sudden, I'll get 100 people asking for the podcast. I'll shoot them a note saying, hey, send me your best email that we can send it to. Boom. Now I've got their email address. I've got them following me on social media. I've got them connected. I've kicked up the algorithm on my post. And yeah, okay, some people might not do that, but at least I've now got 100 conversations going that I didn't have the day before, and I've got people interested in those sorts of things. Hmm. So if you were going to talk to any new business owner, any, anybody at all that, that owns a business of any kind, because that's going to be a theme I'm going to hammer home this mm -hmm. particular show. Because I believe strongly that real estate agents are business owners. I think that John and I don't talk about that nearly enough. Um, that's a starting philosophy. So you're a business owner. You you you're face you you're bought in. You're like, okay, Brad, I hear you. You're absolutely correct. I need to buy my customers. I've read all 17 of your books. Yes, I'm <laughs> I'm the guy. So how how much does that? How much would you? Because you you also own a business, you've owned more than one. If I if I remember correctly from our show like a year ago, uh, well, it was nine a year ago. It's eleven now. So yeah, I keep actually I sold one and bought three. So okay, all right. So then my question to you is, how much do you take? Do you set aside for marketing? Like how much as a small entrepreneur getting something started, as a established entrepreneur trying to run something and make it bigger? What? How do you do that? So let's go back the other way. Let's start with the end in mind. We don't set a marketing budget. We set goals for our business. So let's imagine you want to acquire, I don't know, you say you wanted to acquire 10 customers per month because uh, mm -hmm. that was the ideal number for your business. Where I learned this when I used to have a dog food business and we put a new van on the road, each van could handle 60 customers in its first week and then 60. So I had to buy 60 customers mm -hmm. to get that van operational. So let's imagine for your business, you wanted to buy 10 new customers a week. This is how you start working what the budget needs to be. 
So your 10 new customers, how many conversations do you need to get 10 new customers? So let's imagine you need 20 conversations to get 10 customers, your conversion rate's 50% type thing. So then you work out, well, okay, what does it take for me to get 20 conversations? To get 20 conversations, I need 40 people to actually raise their hand or write in or call in or do something. So, okay, I get to get 40 people to raise their hand and identify themselves as a prospect for my business. To get 40 raised hands, I need to do 30 ads or I need to do 20 posts or I need to have this, this and this. And so you work your way backwards from the actual number you need to what you need to do. And let's say to get, you work out that every time you run an ad, it eventually ends up in one sale. Okay. So you sit back and you go, okay, so I need to, if I want 10 new customers, I got to run 10 new ads. An ad cost me $1,000, so I got to have 10,000 out in order to bring in 10 new customers. Now, in an ideal world, and I go back, Robert, to my dog food business, in my dog food business, our brand new customer spend $108 with us on the first sale. So first sale was six weeks worth of dog food, then we we re-delivered every six weeks, okay? Out of that $108, $38 was gross profit to me, all right? So how much could I afford to spend to buy customers if I wanted to make a profit on the first sale, $37.99. Now, I was buying customers. In my radio ads bought me customers for $24. My newspaper ads were buying me customers for around $28. Um, so different things were buying me customers. But every time, if I put out 24 on a radio ad and I got back 38, how many radio ads do I want to run? As many as I need to to get my 60 customers, if that makes sense. Sure. So it's that philosophy of instead of thinking about what does my marketing budget need to be, how much growth do I want to have? In order to attain that growth, I need X number of leads, X number of conversations, Y number of prospects. To get Y number of prospects, I've got to do A, B, C, and D. And, And that's where your budget comes from. So it's really about beginning with the end in mind, as Covey used to teach us. Yeah. Or... Zig Ziglar before him with breaking it down to the ridiculous, which is exactly what you just did step by step. As a matter of fact, that that reminds me very, very much of something that I paid a lot of money back when there was still cassette tapes. I paid a ridiculous (laughs) amount of money to listen to that exact thing that you just did for on a podcast for free. The interesting thing behind that is I still have tape sets in my, uh, in my museum at my office of all my original tapes that I put out. So there you go. The 50, the 50 plus crowd that had tape cassettes. My kids, my kids, I tell my kids, Oh, it was on a CD. And they look at me, what's a CD? (laughs) It's a round iPad. (laughs) Right. Right. John. Yeah, I I totally, obviously, it was fantastic to listen to you say that, Brad, you know, because um, your knowledge is so evident. Um, if you were real estate, you know, let's say you lost everything, something happened, and, you, you know, you, you had like $5,000 in your bank account and you just had to start over again, and you decided you're going to be a real estate agent. Uh-huh. How? What would you with your? Let's say you got five, five, ten thousand uh-huh. in your bank account, and you've 
You've got Go registered. You've got registered yep. in your real estate yep. agent, and you're looking at your first. So I've got to year. use half of that to go and get the training and get my license. Absolutely. So there's <laughs> there's that part done. I'm already done. I've blown the five grand on my training and all of that sort of stuff. You know what I would first of all do is I move to the richest area in town. That would be the first thing I would do because I'm not going to sell you know hundred thousand dollar homes. I'm going to sell hundred million dollar homes. That's my goal first and foremost. If I go into any business, I want to be the highest priced person in town. I want to be making the most for every deal I do because, you know, you can sell a $2 hamburger or you can sell a $20 hamburger. Which one do you want to sell? There's still hamburgers. The food cost is going to be double for a $20 hamburger than it is for a $2 hamburger, but you're going to make so much more profit. So that's the first thing I'm doing. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get out there and network my tail off. <laughs> I'm going to go and meet every single person I possibly can. Hopefully, if, if uh, everything went to to the, the toilet and back uh, from a financial viewpoint, I didn't lose my wife and I'd make sure my wife was out there networking her butt off and getting me as many leads as she could as well. <coughs> I would make sure my kids were in a school where I could network my tail off as well because I would know that the more people I know, the more chance I have of getting a listing. The next thing I'd be doing is I'd be writing some books or some or recording some videos or doing some stuff to create content online. Um, what most real estate agents don't get is that you need to be an expert in order for people to trust you. You want, to, you want people to trust you, be the expert. Be that person that everyone can go to. And, and you don't have to create content around real estate. You can create content. Like I live here in Las Vegas. A good real estate agent will have a website that they will have created and most probably, Jonathan, what, what you're on WordPress? Yeah, we. Yeah, I would have probably also gone to WordPress school because I lost all five grand in my training. I couldn't afford Jonathan yet, but I would go out there and learn WordPress. Oh, we're we're very reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I would take my. That's what I'd do, Jonathan. I'd take my five grand. I'd invest it in a WordPress website with you. That's that's what I'd do. No, no. So uh, I would. I would do a very blog. wise, Brad. You, you know, I'm warming to you as the seconds go by. <laughs> He's going to cut that segment out of this video. Video and place that on his website. <laughs> <laughs> great minds work alike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would create a blog and I would be doing a blog every single day. Uh, if I was in Las Vegas, I'd be, you know, the 20 things you need to know to move to Las Vegas, the 10 best schools in Vegas, the best, the 100 best streets in Vegas, the four best suburbs in Vegas. You know, I'd be doing that uh, as my blog. Now, every social media that I do, I would be putting a social media post up. Hey, just finished a blog on the 10 best places to have a birthday for your kids in Las Vegas. Uh, type birthday below if you want the link, you know, and, and that way I'd be getting more and more and more people. I want everyone finding me when they're looking for things in Vegas because people don't look for real estate just on its own. If I'm moving to a city, which the vast majority of real estate transactions in many states today are people moving to the city, if you're not providing me information. So I don't just look up the city. I don't just look up real estate. I look up the 20 best suburbs in that city. I look up the 10 best schools in that city. I look up, you know what I mean? I'm not just looking up that thing. So when you want a prospect to find you, what you do is you think in the mind of the prospect, right? What is the prospect actually contemplating? Now, I look at it in three, I break it down to three different things. First of all, name the prospect, okay? Name the type of prospect that you have. Is it a doctor? You know, the, the, is it a, a, you know, name the exact, is it an investor? Is it a moving into town person? Name that prospect. 
Like for me as a business coach teaching people business, I might do a piece of content just for medical doctors, you know, and it's just how to run your practice type thing. I might do something just for realtors, how to run your real estate business type thing, you know, and so you name the audience. The second thing is think of the problem of your audience, right? What's the audience's biggest problems? What are the top 10 problems right now that people are finding in real estate? And think of those top 10 problems. I want to write a blog post. I want to create a video. I want to create content around all of that material right there. And the third thing is think of the benefits of what people are looking for in your market right now. What are the things they're looking for as a benefit to your product? What are they searching for that they want? Again, I want a blog post. I want content on that. And we can get to all the types of content I would create in just a moment. Uh, I would also, uh, Jonathan, if I lost all the money, I'd train my kid in how to make videos and edit videos on their iPhone because I need a ton of video content to come up. I'd train another kid how to use WordPress. Luckily, I got five five of the buggers. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be your kids would all be working for me. That's what would be happening. you got your own Aussie football team there. Uh, so not, not quite enough, but, you know, we got, we're getting close to a cricket team. Um, so what I would then do with all of those things, I would reverse engineer them. I'd go onto Google Analytics and say, here's the, 20, here's the 10 problems my customer is looking for. I put those into Google Analytics and search at what are the things that people are searching for on this subject. And Google will give me another 10 things to write blog posts or do videos about. Okay. And I'll reverse engineer the benefits and I'll do that. I will then go on and I'll pull up some software and I'll go onto YouTube and I'll find my 10 biggest competitors and find out what videos are theirs are blowing up on YouTube and what are they doing? What subject are they doing? And I'll do a video on the exact same bloody subject. I'll name it the exact same thing they did. I don't <laughs> care. I will look up the subject. I'll make the same video. Because if that video is blowing up, it's because that subject is blowing up and people are searching that subject. And my video can be there the same as anyone else's video can be there. I won't put too much effort into Twitter or Instagram or those things. I'll put more effort into things that last forever. My blog, my YouTube and my Pinterest, because those things last forever and are searchable. All of the others are a waste of bloody time because they're gone in 24 hours. They're not a waste of time, but you know what I'm saying. They're, they're gone in 24 hours, non-searchable, wouldn't use them, don't want to don't be a part of it. So reverse engineer that. That gives me now 100 topics to write on, right? I've got 100 topics. I'm going to do an ebook. I'm going to do a guide. I'm going to do an infographic. I'm going to do a white paper. I'm going to do a blog article. I'm going to do a video on it. I'm going to do the 11 things you've got to think about if you want this. I'm going to cut those 11 things up into 11 different things. I'm going to make memes out of every video I did. Um, what else am I going to do? I'm going to put on events. I'm going to teach people stuff. I'm going to do webinars. And then I'm going to put the recording of the webinars up there. I'm going to appear on podcasts and, and pretend I know what I'm talking about um, because I've just started out. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to pretend I do. I'm going to start a newsletter. Oh. All right, is that enough? Does that give oh, you enough? I think, uh, I think so. You just give it a, in 10 minutes. Um, I think we can shut the podcast down. I think, he, I think he's covered Mic drop moment. Everything yeah. we need to say. That was a mic drop moment. Jesus. Um, um, I think we need to go for our break, Rob, and then you can put yeah. your question, right? Uh, well, he kind of answered it, but all right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Whatever you're watching us on, whatever you're listening to us on, we're going to ask that you uh, give us a like or give us a comment if you don't like what we're doing. I don't know how you couldn't like what Brad just did there, but hey, what do I know? We'll see you in a moment.
Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, The Mail Right Show, episode number 318. If you missed us before the break, Brad just literally told us how to start any business in any market statement almost full stop. But we did direct it to a real estate agent. So if you missed the first 20 minutes of the show, we highly recommend that you go and you catch them, you watch it, you listen to it on your podcast, whatever it is. So, But we're back. And I'm going to redirect the conversation to one of my personal favorite subjects, which is basically a mindset sub- subject of the difference between being uh, an employee, an entrepreneur versus an employee. Now, just to, to, to refresh your memory, because this is a two-year-old piece of content that you did, Brad. I found this under the Apprentice Billionaire, the subject. Uh, yeah, that, that, that podcast was a lot of fun doing that one. So that was good. Um, yeah. And so I'm basically just asking you to talk to our real estate audience and say, I don't even know what, what was on that, that podcast. I'm just curious to know, how do you address the mindset of working for a broker and letting them take your percentages all the way up through keeping as much of your own money as possible, thinking like a business owner? How would you how would you either advise somebody to do that? How would you do that? And obviously, you just told us how to start the business, uh-huh. so we don't need we don't need that. <laughs> but how do you get yourself there mentally? Do you think? Well, let's start with the first philosophy that that we lead off on that one. Uh, you know, and that is that if you're not building your own dream, you're being paid to build someone else's. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. Look, ultimately. Deep down, we have an entrepreneurial flair inside all of us. The question is, do we actually take advantage of that entrepreneurial flair? Do we actually water that and fertilize and grow that desire to be an entrepreneur and work for ourselves? Or do we push it down and do we keep it locked under lock and key? And we say, you know, it's safer doing this. It's safer doing that. Oh, look, it's easier here. It's it's not as hard. Here's the problem. Okay, number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one. Um <laughs> You've got to build wealth. Your job is not to just make an income. Your job is to build wealth. Having a job, you never actually build wealth for yourself. You never build an asset. The business is an asset that you are working your entire life to build. And so that asset's construction comes from building a business that works so you don't have to, building a business that makes money for you. The entrepreneurial mindset, and and we go through three layers. We go through the employee mindset, the manager mindset, and the business owner mindset, okay? In my book, Billionaire in Training, I actually walk people through all of the levels, take them right up to the level of entrepreneur, and and there's a difference. A business owner owns one business, an entrepreneur owns multiple companies and buys and trades in companies, a big difference. But when we come to being a business owner, and, and I think that it's really important to understand, you have to learn it. You can't just, like, you go into the profession of real estate, you spend 10 years learning real estate. You spend 10 years getting good at it, getting good at sales, getting good at all of the things real estate. You want to be a business owner. That's another few years of learning to do. You don't, see, business doesn't get easy. You've got to get better at business. 
When I coach people, I don't coach them in their trade or in their skill. I coach them to become business owners. Because when we go through the levels, so your first layer of business ownership is actually, I take people right back to when you're a student. As a student, you're at level minus one on the entrepreneurial scale, right? <laughs> minus one because a student costs money, right? It's, it's right. negative. You're actually a blight on society or your parents. Someone's got to cough up the dough for you to learn stuff. Now, finally, you become an employee. You're actually now able to pay your way and you've got to pay some taxes to pay back all the money that has been invested in you so far. So, so far, society has given 20 years of paying for your stupid stuff to learn. Great societies now, you've got to give them some money back. That's what being an employee is. So what's your job as an employee? Your job as an employee is you're an apprentice business owner. You're an apprentice. See, a school student is an apprentice employee. That's what you are. You're an apprentice employee. You're learning how to be an employee. Once you're an employee, you're an apprentice business owner. You're learning how to own your own business. Now, when you own your own business, do you need to know sales? Yes. Do you need to know marketing? Yes. Do you need to know systemization, planning, recruiting, training? You need to know all these things. So if I was to be an employee, I would want to have a job in multiple areas. I would want to get a job in sales so someone pays me to learn sales. I'd want to get a job in marketing so someone pays me to learn marketing. I'd want a job in finance. So someone pays me to learn finance. That's why your job is not some, the main reason to get a job is not about how much you earn. The main reason to get a job is how much you can learn. So if I'm, if I'm in real estate, I want to go and work for the best broker in town. Now, he might take more commissions from me in the beginning. He might take more percentage from me in the beginning. But I'm going to learn a ton more from the best broker in town than I'm going to learn from the average broker. Now, if I'm going out there and I find the best broker in high-rise, I can learn more from her than I can from anybody else about high-rise. I can learn more from, and, and so I want to learn everything. That's what our first few jobs should be. They should all be about learning. Then you start in your own business. You're at self-employed level. Self-employed is like the seesaw of business, right? Find the work, make the, you know, make the sale, do the work, make the sale, do the work, make the sale, do the work, make the sale, do the work. And that's what you're doing. You're on that seesaw time and time and time again. And what are you going to learn as a self-employed person? You've got to learn all those things. And if you didn't learn them while you work for someone else, it's going to cost you twice as much and take twice as long to learn them while you work for yourself. So learn them working for someone else. You know, it's much cheaper. They pay you to become a shitty salesperson and turn into a good salesperson. <laughs> That's the reality of it. That's what they're paying you for. And you're learning. If you've got a boss that pays for you to do training, take advantage of every single dollar they're willing to invest because that's building your lifetime. You've got to build you so you can get there. And that's why I go back to the thing. If you want to change your life, you've got to change your thinking. You want to change your thinking, you better get a new mentor, you better get a new teacher, you better get someone that can teach you this stuff. And if you, if you don't have someone already, then I'm your person, right? You don't have someone else? Good. Me. I'm next. Righto? Hand it over. Get some cash, buy the books. So... From self-employed, you've got to go to manager. That's where you start to employ people that work for you, right? And in the beginning, they don't work for you. You work for them because you have no idea what you're doing. You hired your brother-in-law's next door neighbor's dog walker's son who was out of work. You hired the wrong person and, and you've got to do all of the work to fix all the problems they create. And that's because you haven't learned management. You haven't learned leadership. You haven't learned systemization planning. You haven't learned all of these things. And as you learn them all, and this is why your first business is the hardest, because you've got to learn as you go. Why is your first million the hardest? Because you've got to learn to make a million while you're making your first million. It's not as complex as, as, as people make it out to be, but you've got to learn. 
So once you get to manager, then your goal is to become an owner where you build a business that works so you don't have to. My definition of a business, commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. Because if you have to work in it, you work for an idiot. There you go. So not sure if that answers your question, Robert, but that's sort of the, the idea that comes to mind for me. How do you make that shift would be an interesting question. Um, well, I, I think we're getting close to needing to we are. go, go so, to bonus content, maybe. And and I'm going to say as we segment onto bonus content, there's there's two things that you've said that I want to comment on. One is a tip, a trick that my mentor, because you're talking about mentors, I have a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um and my mentor taught me a lot about sales. He ended up retiring from the business that I was in with him, and he retired very wealthy. But he then decided that he didn't want to sit around doing nothing, got a real estate license, and he immediately, with no pause or pivot, started to organically generate high-value leads in Malibu, California for real estate. Now, I know how he did that, and you touched on it. Just briefly. So when we come back from our uh, Brad, are you going to be willing to stay on the on the line with us for another five ten minutes here? I got you. I got you guys in the diary for another fifteen minutes, so we're good. Excellent. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for the YouTube version of this. Go to YouTube forward slash mail hyphen right. Check out the channel. Look at all of our beautiful tired faces, and then um, and, and and check us out there, Brad. Um, you you've all, you are always an amazing guest. Where where would you like people to find out more about you? How would you like to direct them? Um, they can go to bradsugars.com or any social media. But in fact, one of the things, I, I go back to that comment, if you want to change your life, change your thinking, I put together a 90-day training about business life and wealth. Um, mm-hmm. Black Friday just finished, but I'm going to extend the Black Friday deal to all of your viewers. So I will make sure they get that link and I'll put it on everything that they need. Okay. So, and, and how would you want them to reach out to you? Just go to bradsugars.com and, and use the contact form? Bradsugars.com or any social media. I'm even on Pinterest these days getting crafty. Okay. So guys, when you go to Brad's social media channels, make sure that you mention the MailRite show so he knows to proffer you that extension on his, his, uh, his 90-day program. All right, okay. John, how would you like people to uh, get in touch with you? Oh, just go to the MailRite website. We've got some great resources on there and book a chat with me or my partner, Adam, and we'd love to help you. And ladies and gentlemen, I've done every single thing that Brad says. You can find all of my content, of which I have copious amounts, on my website, inboundrem.com, video content, blog content, memes, you name it, it's all there. Um And hopefully you'll check me out. If you want to, you can reach out to me through my contact form. All right. So um, stay tuned. We'll see you on uh, the YouTube channel.